Hello, and welcome to the Mama Meets Business podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Bent, mom, mortgage broker, and legacy coach committed to helping you make, manage, and multiply your money so that you can invest and create a legacy for your children. Hello, Mama Means Business, Miss Camila Blair. Thank you for joining me. Oh, good afternoon. Wave. It's good to see you. I'm always going to wave. I know that they can't see, but they actually, um, me being here today, your presence is my presence for today. Thank you for having me. Amazing, amazing. I'm just gonna go give a little history because you know the people need to know that we've known each other for so many years and didn't even realize that we knew each other when we actually connected on social. Nobody couldn't tell me that your name wasn't Jane. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I get that a lot. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny that our parents know each other. We So we've known each other since we were children. So I'm glad that we actually have the opportunity to connect in our big woman stage. And <laughs> there we go. <laughs> building businesses, building community. So I'm truly grateful that you said yes and that you're here. Let the people know who is Miss Camila Blair, who is not actually named Jane. Miss Camila Blair, tell the people. <laughs> Tell us people a little bit about yourself. Well, I am your local but award-winning author, Camila Blair. I'm the author now of 16.5, because I'm in the middle of writing right as we speak, 16.5 books. Out of the 16, 10 I have received awards this far. And I've taken a step back on my business this year. I made a promise to give back to the community. I know that you and I had saw saw each other sometime last week where I, um, in my local church where I grew up, um, I'm giving back where I have a writing program for the youth, where I'm um, giving them a different way to express themselves and not be so violent. Mm, yes, that's something I learned many years ago. I've, I'm an aspiring writer too. Lies, that's not, I'm not an aspiring writer. <laughs> I've written, but to get me to write every day, is, is, it's a task, but I would like to write more. But I do know that writing is like so soothing and releasing so I that I'm commend you on that, giving the children another opportunity outside of basketball and all of that other stuff that they can express themselves and release themselves and even discover, you know, gifts and creativity that they have that they probably would never think that they would have. So commend you on that. Congratulations. Thank you. And it was great to see you in the flesh. You know, it was really, really good to see you in the flesh. You as well. <laughs> yes. So how did this writing journey start? Tell us a little bit about how you got here. Because so even as a younger, yeah, a, whole, a younger Camila always liked to, to write. Um, Saturdays, after you know the routine in the Caribbean is clean up while mm -hmm. Barris is singing in the background. Mm -hmm. um, once I was, my room was clean and the, my duties were done, I lined up all my Care Bears, a couple rainbow bites, a couple of my gem and the holograms. <laughs> and I was the teacher and I used to be scold them like, okay, we're going to have to write. And I oh, would literally, wow. Siobhan, take myself over to the Care Board, write their journal and then... <laughs> So it was like, it, it got tiring after a while, but hence um, through school, it was always, my teachers used to say through middle school, you know, you should write a book. Mm -hmm. um, through high school, my teacher said, you should write a book. Through college, I got the same thing as, you know, you should write a book. And then COVID came mm -hmm. and I wasn't ready. So I decided to write the book. Come so on the now. First, there you go. So, for, so I, 
hey, to each their own, but I was really happy for COVID because it slowed me down to catch up on things and goals that I, I had put down and I was they weren't complete because mm-hmm. I already ran interior design business. I already had um, two kitchens that we were running. So I've always been an entrepreneur, but I was just on the go, on the go that right. I never had a time. And I like that you brought the word release because when I released my first book in that moment at 8.15, I actually felt a release and I haven't been the wow. same person since. Wow. You know, going to the COVID thing, COVID, as a believer, I know that God allowed that to happen for many of us because we have been going, 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 and not answering the call that has been placed on our life. So you just testified to that, that, you know, that slowdown put you in a position to do what you know that you should have done many 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 moons ago and I know that that book is in how many countries now um so Chronicles of Jane is my first book it's a series volume one and two are in 190 bookstores worldwide and to be honest I don't remember the countries (laughs) I know two weeks ago I it landed in um Taiwan wow from Gina Finch from Gina (laughs) From, from Jaden Finch and Finch. from Jaden Finch and I didn't even have my I just got back my passport so it's funny that I haven't been traveling but my book has traveled many wow. many many countries so that is a very inspiring. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he, girl, could I tell you? Word, your words have power. Definitely, your words have power. So, sixteen books. You went from one volume one, volume two of your first give the people a little bit of, of insight what does that story tell of chronicles of jane so chronicles of jane takes you back from camila at a um age between five and six years old where mm-hmm. i um started to have trauma so my childhood trauma started there without giving out too much is i witnessed mm-hmm. my best friend mother that day um sh- her common law mm-hmm. actually he gave us a speech that it was all over the place today, but as an adult growing up, I kind of took pieces from what he was saying. And he was just saying, you know, as a woman, you do certain things in a household. As a woman, you know, there's time for friends and there's time for family. Mm-hmm. And even though he was saying that, and I take some stuff from it, is that he ended up killing her in front of us that day and said his message to us. And then this is what's going to happen when you don't do this as a lady. So wow. th- that was, and then I literally, I literally did not speak for a year. Wow right so even just trigger words that he said triggered me mm. off and i know that our culture i know they can't see what our culture doesn't believe in therapy so 2016 right. is just going through life and hearing those trigger words or hearing trigger sounds from that day i could say today probably that yeah i was a bully but it wasn't that it was a mask that i had to put on right. because i didn't want people to know what was really going on Right. In the Caribbeans, they say you see a man's face and you don't know a man's heart. That's and true. I've had the same. I've had friends come and go, but I've had the foundation of friends for over 25 years. And I could tell you this when I released the book, they're like, I finally know you. I thought I knew you. I did not know you. Wow. I'm floored. I'm literally like I, I'm supposed to be moderating this conversation and I'm like stuck. <laughs> wow. Yes. So a couple of things so that, you said, you know, you were known as the bully and we know that I think even in, you know, in schools and even in society, we know that 
when children display anger, it's usually rooted in some type of trauma that they've experienced. Exactly. Right, that they're just expressing. So again, I commend you for seeking that support that you needed, even though it was later in life that mm-hmm. you've been able to release and to thrive and to grow since that. Wow, that is a, that, whoa. And did you have your children before then? Before the therapy? The before 2016, when, how old are your kids? Yeah, way before. Even when my children read the book, they're like, wait, what? Wait, wait, wait how come you never said this? How come oh, you didn't yeah. tell us that? And I was like, you know what? It's okay. I grew you guys two kings well, and I knew mm-hmm. what I took what I knew to be wrong and never right. ever implemented in my home. And I can honestly say through my family is that I broke a lot of family, you know, not I wouldn't say curses, but I broke in the chain where this is how you parent. Yeah. And um, this is how not to parent. I guess what I could take away from my book from a lot of my re- readers is especially from the Caribbean com- community is the parenting skills. So mm. people who read my book understand that I was never sexually abused, but I was verbally and physically abused by my mother, mm-hmm. right? And our culture feels that, oh, you're stupid and anything black, no good. And those mm. things are embedded in a child's mind. Yeah. And I, in growing my children, I always, even when I went to parties and I have on one eyelash, I'm at the football field at eight o'clock, even though I'm tired. It's <laughs> Shaban, I'm tired. All I'm cheering, <laughs> I have on one eyelash. The base is still in my head, but you know what? I'm on that field. I'm at that basketball court. If they had yes. need um, tutoring, my sons went to tutoring um, and I had to be up Sunday morning. And it was just a support that I never got in some sense that to change a narrative of how to parent. And even though I was a single parent, I think I could honestly say, uh, I kind of broke that stigma too, that you can't come raise on, a man. Come on, come on. You, <laughs> listen, it's so it's, it's, it's actually, I've heard this before, and I, I'm in agreement. Like, even when, as parents, when we are, when we recognize the things that our parents did that may not have served us in a positive way, our determination to do things different is also a trauma response. There you go. Right? And it's not to say, you know, they did the best that they could with what they knew. Because if we go back generations on generations, it's a cycle. So yes, breaking those things um, off of our children is definitely something that we, I think in our generation has done a great, a bet much, much, much better job in doing or starting, I should say starting. Because I know we're a work in progress. Sometimes I catch myself sounding like, you know, Miss Andrea, but, you know, (laughs) but being aware and, and intentionally making those changes showing up you know you you're serving yourself but you're also serving your role as, as a mother right because those parties right. I, I used to do them many many years ago too right for me mm-hmm. it was I'd get up and I would still come home at four or five o'clock in the morning and still be at church for 10 o'clock the next morning right there you go it's just being aware of those things that we needed to change so that going forward that it wouldn't happen again so again I'm going to be congratulating you this entire podcast all right so yeah I take it I receive it yes man this is your season so yes you said so the first two books were about your story what were the other books about what like do you write about a particular 
genre? Like, is it like what? Tell me, tell me more about those other books. So after books. those came some self-help books because people always ask me, like, how do you navigate through your businesses? How do you navigate mm-hmm. through your day? So I can't remember the sequence, but I know that there was a journal that came out. I said, don't give up. There was mm-hmm. a journal that was very blunt and it said, write it the F down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the and then there was invest and manifest that was um giving you tips and tools like how to you there's no reason for you not to save i know that you know this is if you save five dollars a day the next day you save seven and mm-hmm. just to invest in investing in yourself and investing in your passions um what came after then i wrote two children's books for penmanship mm. And then honestly, Siobhan, I can't even go in the order anymore, but um, <laughs> I do have a short story that will be coming out soon. I know okay. one of my latest books is about writing about mental health, how writing helps with mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a few eBooks that are um, just like guides on to, for even if you want to self-publish or publish with me, my publishing company, yes. those things of that nature. Um, oh, oh, and I have Tiana's Affirmations, which does very well, which is uh, the cover is my grade three picture that we animated. And I believe okay. that if I believe that in our culture, again, is that we don't teach our children about affirmations. So in right. that book, it has, um, I think, between 10 to 20 affirmations. And at the ending of the book, there is a certificate that you can print out and frame for your child that they have Ooh, completed. I love it affirmations and I think that Tiana that character also has a Christmas wish list um book for children as well listen people are you listening <laughs> she can barely remember the titles of her book okay, okay. 16 <laughs> sorry 16 and a half 16 and a half once you release you allow yourself to, you heal yourself enough to release mm. the gifting there is like no limit on what you can do so you said you were in business before you became an author, correct? Correct. How did you end up into business? Because I know traditionally, I heard you say you went to college and stuff like that. Traditionally, we're taught to get a job and work for somebody. How did business become your path? Uh, to be honest, a short but funny and um, life-changing story is I did go to college. I took medical administration and blood lab tech phlebotomy. Mm-hmm. And I was working at the hospital and with a physical therapist uh, close to the hospital. And I'll never forget that there was a snowstorm. And this was many moons ago. This is probably over 17, 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, at the time, I was driving a Honda Accord. So it's a car. I miss that car. (laughs) (laughs) And it was a snowstorm and I went to work. So I I opened and everything. And then I would notice like, you know, work was at nine. I was there already by 8.15. And I noticed at 10 o'clock, no one was there. Mm. And then I noticed like um, to check the answer machine, there was no messages. And then while I was checking the message, you could tell when somebody else trying to check the message. And then my boss called and he said, Camila, are you in the office? And I said, yes. He's like, why? It's a snowstorm. They're not coming to see you. They're coming to see me. And he's like, don't you ever do that again. He, um, he said, we'll talk. He's like, pack wow. up and go home. And um, tomorrow might be just as bad. So we'll resume because it was like a Wednesday. He said, we'll resume work on Monday. But don't worry, I'll pay you for today because I don't know what you're doing outside, girl. Let me know that you get home safe, though. And I did. And the Monday after work meeting, um, with the team. And then he said, I have to speak to you alone. He says, listen, you're better than my office. Mm. Um, this is the beginning of the week. And I'm telling you, I'm not firing you. This is your last week. You've demonstrated 
the qualities of a business owner. You're not supposed to be working for me or anybody else. The skills wow. and the tools that you've put into my office, I don't even know how to train them. So if I'm supposed to offer you a job, it would be for you to come in and train. You're no longer allowed to work here. I want you to go out and soar. And this is why I say to continue to soar high. I don't wow. need you here. If something had happened to you, God forbid, you coming into my office for my clients, I would just have to replace you. And he's like, not no disrespect, but I probably wouldn't even attend your funeral. Mm-mm. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And he was so blunt. And then the week passed on the Friday, he bought me flowers. He's like, okay, Camilla's leaving everyone. And I still was, I still wasn't even ready to leave. And he's like, I can see it on your face. And actually, I want you to train. So I'm going to hire you. And of course, the pay was different. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm going to hire you for two weeks to train um, four to five people. I will pick who I want. And I never want to see you back again, unless it's you're dropping off something. And that was it. I had four more days of work. And then I took my vacation pay, of course. And that was, and I've never, ever worked again. So that, that I don't know, that tough love, that. <laughs> it was a kick in the chest. <laughs> it was a kick, radam, right in the chest, beside the heart to say, you know what, like you said, is follow your passion. Yeah. And I, I that brought me to home decor because I, I love me a good, I love me a good settee, would I say. Right. And I changed. Now, this is a fun fact that I've never shared with anyone. So I'm glad I'm sharing it here. We have have to translate to the people. What is a settee? Tell the people that want to get in there. So a settee is a couch or a sofa. Right. (laughs) And um, I'm going to give you an exclusive that I've never said aloud is I have a storage that I pay for monthly. And I change my furniture by the season. So the set, yes. Okay, sorry. Continue. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Sorry, go ahead. No, I know what you're gonna say. Just like the partner. So, <laughs> so um, interior design. No matter, I've I've lived on my own from I'm 13 years old, and I've always had a spectacular um domain. So I actually went into that field, and I did very well. But then COVID came. And I wasn't allowed into my clients' homes. And I wasn't able mm-hmm. to stage with my realtors that they hired me to do as well. So my staging company, my interior design company, it deteriorated because of COVID. And again, right. it just led me to write. Mm. Girl, you got story. they got stories within your stories. Yeah. And this is why it's 16 and a half books. <laughs> 16 and a half books later. I love it though. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Our, our stories make us who we are. And once we embrace what our story is and what the journey, what the requ- what the the reason for our story mm-hmm. is what led you to what you're doing now. So you're a published author with a publishing company that doesn't only publish her own books. She helps others to learn and 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 write and publish their own books. Tell us a little bit about that. So COJ Books um, is a, my publishing company, which I also started the, as I released the book, the eight, the one day, the other day it was registered. Now, mm-hmm. a lot of publishing companies, Shaban, they don't like me because I encourage self-publishing. Mm-hmm. Now, why is your story is your story. With COJ Books, I don't take royalties. So when you write your story, whatever the cost is between five to seven thousand dollars is my publishing cost is I want to encourage you to keep on going so I Mm -hmm. will sit with a client I give them the opportunity to either do 
either or self-publish and I'll, I have a fee to guide you along the way. Mm-hmm. Once it's complete is that I have a distribution package. That distribution package gets you into five top bookstores, which is Barnes and Nobles, which is in America, mm-hmm. Chapters Indigo in Canada, Books mm-hmm. a Million in the UK, Target and Walmart. Wow. Well, a year yeah. So, so in the next year to two years, your big, your book will pick up between 190 bookstores like myself. So mm. the publishing companies don't like that I'm doing that. But right. I, I tell a lot of them is you've got to do things differently. Yeah. Right. I'm not here to just take to profit off of the authors because I know what it did for me. That release is I want others to feel that. And there's right. many little Camilas walking around with a story that they can't tell their grandmother they can't tell their caregiver Mm -hmm. they can't tell their friend but if they write about it somebody in hawaii america venezuela they can resonate what you're going through so that's the publishing company and if you feel like you know what i don't have time for the self-publishing then yes then there is for you to to take the other um, package which is we hire a ghostwriter might have an editing team we Mm -hmm. have a design team we publish the book and then again you could either get the distribution in the beginning or get it afterwards one stop shop one stop shop love it <laughs> love it <laughs> i love it so for those who are listening if you have a story you know deep down in you you have a story that you want to put pen to paper i highly encourage you to connect with my girl cuz she my girl we family both she my family. girl COJ books. So somebody who is listening and wants to write a book, what would you say is the first, first step, first couple steps for them to take in order to move themselves forward? Um, I always tell my clients when they do a consult with me is what's the reasoning for you writing this book? Because there's a couple of people who are writing a book for just profit. Is writing a book profitable? Yes, but it takes a lot of work as well because the marketing, Mm -hmm. it's not like you having a trend where you have a sweater or you have a mug. You have to be out in the community, be staging and out um, networking with this different niche. So I always ask them, what's the purpose? Right. Are you putting your pain to paper? Are you are you planning on um, a self-help book? So we definitely try to tell them, ask them, what niche are you going into so that we can move forward? The next mm-hmm. thing I tell them is before we even start is pick three or four titles so that mm-hmm. we can pick from and pick who you want to dedicate your book to. Mm-hmm. And then it's to visualize what your book cover would look like. I do these things first, Shabans, because that will that will slow down the process afterwards. Because you can publish your book within two months, depending mm-hmm. on um, how fast we work. I know with being with writing a biography, I always tell my clients to change the name. As I'm currently being sued by somebody that I did not change. Well, I did change their name, but they know their story, and it's just weird. But um, wow. Yeah. I'll tell you another time whom it okay. is, All right. <laughs> but definitely to change the name so that when we're editing, if you are saying it's Camille, we know to change Camille to Christine. So it's, it makes the process a little bit quicker and because right. I want the books to be out. Oftentimes I have a couple of clients when you're writing a biography is something that traumatic happens is I'll give you a break. It happened for me too. Right? I took three weeks off and not to write. So those mm-hmm. are the first steps I always tell my clients um, so that their masterpieces could be great. Right. And I think to it, it helped them give them clarity, right? 
How so if do they have to come to you with the story written already or do you help them along the process? So that's a lot of oftentimes I have three types of clients. Someone who's starting from scratch, someone mm -hmm. who has literature either written and it has to be changed into digital. Mm -hmm. Or I have a client that has an existing book that they've published, but they want the distribution so they can get the accolades. Mm, okay. Wow. There's, see, I'll just walk into the library or walk in, actually, I don't even walk into the bookstore. I shop on Amazon. Let me just keep it 100. And I have zero idea of how this book came to be. So there's so many steps to mm -hmm. it. I mean, I, I, I co-authored a book a few years ago, but even that, I, I just gave my, my manuscript to Mama J and she did the rest. So there's so many different intricate steps along the process. Yeah. So a book is truly a masterpiece. And what I actually, what was, came to mind is that you know when we talk about I talk a, a lot about legacy and when your words are written like that is a piece of your legacy definitely so I encourage anyone who you know may not see themselves as a writer may not see themselves as a storyteller but everyone has something to say everyone has something to say and I encourage you to put those words on paper and there's different styles of writing I have a young client yeah. who um, took my writing program and we bucked heads a couple of times but now he writes for a famous um, artist right so I have another client um, I encourage her you know write a recipe book because I can't go through your snaps every day I'm too busy and mm. her cooking book is doing really well I know someone who I um, published who their poetry so there's many writing music poetry recipes there's different genres of writing it's just to start that's it that's it the accountability is key with anything mm -hmm. in life anything but tell me tell me a little bit more about your writing club or your writing program for kids so um the writing program is for youth and young adults i say young adults but i know when you came there was um a few people who were in their 30s mm -hmm. um the writing program is open for the gta it is a free program. So one student, one lucky, everybody will be published, the mm -hmm. basic package. So their books will be on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And then um, I will still mentor them on to how to um, sell their books wholesale. That's a whole different topic. And yeah. then one lucky student will receive the distribution package. So they're for free. So all of oh, this okay. is for free. It's a three to six week program. Currently, um, I'm in Peel. Um, Peel in three schools and then um, at the Christian Center mm -hmm. at Jane and then we're going to Peach with Tiffany Ford down there as well so those are all free programs so just keep in contact to see when the next one is coming out um, for you to join and you might be that lucky student who gets distribution love it for free for free because you know there's always a, re a return on your investment when you get something for free if you do it exactly. wisely. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I know. <laughs> so your boys, you said you're a mom of two. Your boys, I think they're grown now, but like, do any of them, uh, you know, show any interest in becoming an author or even a business partner? So a business partner. Um, Chronicles of Jane, the book, had merch, so which is Jane Print, um apparel i sold okay. that business to my sons 50 cents each for a dollar so they now taken that company <laughs> it's too much for me they also already had their companies i set the kids up well Shabbat, i take lessons from you so they've yeah. had the incorporation since they were 
I think 17 years old, they had the incorporations. So they have a, they both do music, so they do write. Okay. And they have a um, record label, Mustang City Music, that they mm. encourage young youth as well to express themselves, but they have to write <laughs> to get to the music. So it's, it, it goes to coincide, but um, yes. being an author, I guess they're an author of their own journey at this point, but they're sure very what? much supportive. And they made a, a track for um, Chronicles of Jane for okay. the documentary that will be out um, this fall. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You dropped this, you, you, you jumped the gun. I was going to ask about that after, but since you brought it up, kudos to your children, okay? Kudos to your Thank children. Thank you. So we are examples, right? We show them the way, and as long as they show an interest, I mean, we can't force them. Mateo, Mateo will not be doing mortgages, I can tell you that for sure. <laughs> but <laughs> we should encourage them and foster and foster that yes. little, that little curiosity in them. So yes, the documentary. Tell me about the documentary. What's what's coming up? I actually remixed it and called it a bookshamentary. Because right. <laughs> it's around the book. So we're currently filming because the Jane movie I put aside because I didn't feel that the world really knew Camila. They knew Camila through the book, but they didn't know me or put a face. I know that Instagram is entertaining, but mm-hmm. I wanted to give them that exclusive backstory before we drop the movie, which will probably be in the next year to two years. So okay. we're currently filming. It's um, There's a couple of people, my dad, my best friend, he's, um, he's sending in his portion. So you're gonna be able to hear Camila from different views. Mm. So someone who's a senior, someone who I helped raise, mm-hmm. my children. Um, my godchildren who are much younger, people in the community are just putting in their inputs on, you know, what their vision of Camila or what their experiences of Camila, because there was different experiences of Camila child, because if you experience me through high school, it, well, child, <laughs> <laughs> it is not the same Camila. So I wanted to be so transparent that yes. it wasn't just me speaking of myself or the kids right. saying no cap, right? So right. I'm letting others tell you. Um, good, bad, or indifference. Mm. Camila, Camila looking, experience. We are looking forward to that. Because, yes, that Instagram is definitely a trip, okay? You, <laughs> you're getting your message across, but you are making us laugh in the process. So I love it. Thanks. There you go. <laughs> All right. So where can the people find Miss Camila Blair, a.k.a. Chronicles of Jane? So definitely social media platform would be my government name, which I'm I'm just getting used to. Believe it or not, I'm not even used to my name, but so it's Camila Blair on Instagram. Um, the books you can find again on Amazon, um, Walmart, Target, but books, books a million or Barnes and Nobles, any bookstore mm-hmm. you type in Camila Blair, if okay. you'll find a book. And then if we're in the city, I always encourage um, my readers, if you have my book, um, just let me know, DM me, and I'll, I want to sign it because it is it is a treasure to have. Yes, so I want to sign it. And we'll keep something again for another book signing with some of my other um, people that I publish, my clients. It's in the works. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you for joining me. You're this more is welcome. Great. I love your energy. I, I feel like I could probably go for a walk right now. Like you, you pump me up for the day. <laughs> Thank you. I love your energy. I'm so inspired by all that you're doing. I'm even proud of you. I don't know if I'm older than you, but I'm probably older than you. But I feel like proud, even though like we haven't seen each other all these years. 
that mm-hmm. you know you you've experienced what you experienced at the tender age of five and to see how you literally allowed the lord to use you take your story and use it for good so i commend you i honor you i love you I love you more. And I'm actually proud of you too. So I'm, I'm going to do this shout out too, is if you guys need help on that mortgage, honey, take this class. I took her class and I took a short version of your class and mm-hmm. I ended up with four pages of notes. I was behind her, even though we disagreed about the partner. I still, so hit That's her a whole up. Podcast. What you're doing, um, it's being done, but not on the level that you do it. And the in, the, your intentions are pure. You're not looking to say, oh, I'm coming here and I want a client and do this and do that. I got the energy from you is Shaban really wants us all to win. This is how, this is how to do it. And you gave us multiple ways to get things done. So I want to commend you and say, I'm proud of the work that you're putting into the community. It is much needed. Thank you so much. You should write a book. Yeah. Yeah. It's on the list. It's on the list. And I know know where to go. COJ books. I know where to go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Once again, Listen, if you are listening to this podcast and have found any type of value, any type of action point, that's what I want. Forget the value. I want you to pick an action point because I know you're listening and I know that you have a story that you want to tell, whether it is a personal hurtful story or it's, um, you know, something funny. You have words that you want to put on paper. So I'm going to, I'm going to charge you to reach out to Ms. Camila Blair on all social platforms and get that book written. 2023 is still young. You can do it. All right. Remember to subscribe and I'll catch you on the next episode. Bye for now. Bye-bye for now. Thank you.